What is going on everybody? Welcome back. It is Dog Talk with your host Holden. Glad to have everybody here today as we get geared up for another episode. Back up and running here on YouTube uh, for our YouTube watchers. Not not a ton of you guys, but I still enjoy getting this content out to you because I kind of like the visual side of things. Uh, but again, glad to be back with you guys on here as we get geared up for a big one. We've got the national championship. That's what we've got on tap for this week, which is really exciting. Facing off against TCU in this game uh, for the national championship. Like we talked about last week, after playing Ohio State and TCU playing Michigan, this was not necessarily the matchup we expected coming into this one. We were really expecting this to probably be Georgia and Michigan if Georgia took care of Ohio State. That's not what happened. Uh, and obviously TCU is who we have lined up to play against here. I'm excited about this one. It's all the way out in L.A., so it's a it's a long travel for, for our dogs, but I've been seeing left and right a bunch of people making their way out west for this game which is very exciting uh no tailgating at the at the stadium there which is kind of a kind of a strange thing uh mainly but i guess one just college football but but the dogs are great tailgaters no matter where they are so kind of a strange thing to not allow tailgating at a college football playoff national championship game especially uh, but just a regular game, I, I don't know. I don't know, really strange, but I think I was reading it. A lot of that is just be, because of the limited parking there at the stadium. Uh, and if you have a bunch of tents that are filling up parking spots, that makes it a little tougher to get good parking there next to the stadium. But nonetheless, that's what we've got. Dogs versus frogs. <laughs> that's what I saw on, on Twitter, which is really funny. Um, and speaking of Twitter, make sure you guys follow us there at dogtalk20 over on Instagram. Same thing. And then obviously we are back up and running here on Twitter too. So excited our Twitter here on YouTube. So excited about that. Make sure you guys subscribe to all the channels. So we don't have anything to talk about but the national championship. There's no other games going on. All other Bowl games are final with the exception to like the Reese's Bowl and, and what is it, the All-Star Bowl or whatever. If they have a game, I don't know exactly how that works, All-Star Week, but I think some of that's probably that. But it, regardless, it doesn't matter. Uh, national Championship, that's what we're talking about here today. That's what all of our focus is going to be on is that. We'll get to the keys to the game. We've got a couple of injuries to go over um, talking about coming into this game. Who can we expect? What do we expect? All of those things. Uh, and then, obviously, the matchup comparisons as well. So, again, glad to have you guys here. Uh, and we'll basically jump straight into it. This game right here, Georgia coming into it as a 12.5-point favorite is the last. I've seen it here on the spread. This this game's not until Monday night at 7.30. So, we still have time before we get to that. That line can change. Uh, the Ohio State line, I mean, the day of the game, that being that night game, even then, the line just kept dropping throughout the day. Um I say it kept dropping. It may have dropped like half a point. But still, uh, that line is subject to change by the time you get to game day there on Monday night. Over-under on a 63. Uh, it was kind of surprising to see Georgia open up as big of a favorite as they were. But again, that line is dropping. If you're a better, if you're the gambling type, take that for what you will. Um, I'm not going to. I haven't, I haven't been picking since the end of the season. I think maybe – I don't even know if I picked – at, after the end of the season when we played in the SEC championship game as far as picks on the week. So that part doesn't necessarily matter to me nearly as much coming into this. But, again, if you're the gambling type, there you go. Georgia coming in this one 14-0, the number one team in the country, versus number three, TCU 13-1. Their only loss coming to Kansas State in the Big 12 matchup. Therefore, that champion, conference championship game 
uh, there. So TCU coming into this one, good football team. Um, I know they're battling some injuries and adversity themselves, uh, and Georgia's doing the same thing. The last I saw was Darnell Washington. Uh, he did, Coming off the plane and, and getting on the bus does not have a boot on his leg, which is kind of a good thing, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. And we've seen that. This could be a limited a limited position for him coming into this national championship game. And I know you want to lay it all on the line, but you also have to think about your future. And more than likely, he's going to be headed to the NFL after this season, after this game. So he does have his future to think about, so we can't necessarily put a lot on him as far as needing him to get in this game. But I'm sure that he will be in that kind of a situation where it may be a uh, necessity to have him if, if Brock Bowers was to go down or if somebody else is to go down and we just really have to have him on the field. Maybe he, maybe he takes some limited reps there. I don't know. I've not seen the latest on that. Just kind of keep an eye on Twitter, and we'll see if something does shake or break with that. We'll put it up. I think the other was the offensive lineman, Warren McClendon. I think he's a go uh, for this game, which is a good thing. Again, you want that that O-line just as strong as they can be to p protect Stetson coming into this game. And once we get to the keys again, we'll kind of talk about some of that. Uh, Brock Bowers, I think the last we saw was at the end of that game. You know, they were talking about a little bit of a sickness for him following that Ohio State game. Uh, and I don't think that's something that's going to hinder him coming into this week. Again, we're just going to, once the game comes in, we're going to be just over a week removed from that uh, nine total days since that game. So hopefully that's been enough time for him to get well and get better and be ready for this game uh, when the time comes. So that's really all I have on the injury front. I'm sure there's other here and there. You know, there's always throughout a week of practice, there's always tweaks that happen and, and things that happen to guys that, uh, we don't see, we don't hear about it, we might not even know about it when the game starts. So that's something we'll kind of keep an eye on and that you'll just kind of have to see for yourself when the game starts uh, in those situations. If you do have a guy who's tweaked something throughout this week or in that Ohio State game uh, that we don't mention. So just kind of keep your eye out for that as we get to it. That's pretty much it on the injury front. Now let's kind of start to dive into the game and we'll look at the matchup and things of that nature. One thing I want to say about TCU off the start and Similar to last week coming into that Ohio State game, like I said, I, I, my, my score prediction on it was a fairly close football game, like 13 points, basically what the spread is this week. Uh, and, and Ohio State played a, a, a near-perfect football game and was that close to winning it, and Georgia did not. We talked about that last week. Georgia played like a C to B minus kind of football game and still beat an A-plus effort for another football team. That was the number four team in the country with only one loss, that coming to Michigan, who just lost to this team we're about to play this weekend, or technically Monday, not necessarily the weekend, uh, coming up in the national championship game. Um, so the thing I want to say as far as TCU goes, TCU has fought week in and week out. This is a team that we can't just overlook. And my not necessarily concern because I feel like Kirby, it's one thing if this was a regular season game. You're in week nine, week 10 of the season. You've got a couple of weeks left before the season's out. You're playing a team who's got one loss. They're really good. They could probably derail your season at that point. If you're undefeated, maybe not. That's an opportunity for you to kind of overlook a team. This is not. This is a completely different situation. We're talking about a national championship. There's not a game after this. Win, lose, draw doesn't matter. There's not a football game after this until we get to August. So this is not a situation where I foresee Georgia overlooking TCU. 
especially considering just how many games TCU has been in and could have lost just as Georgia did last week against Ohio State, but they fought back. They fought through adversity. They came back and won those football games, one of which they didn't against Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. That didn't happen, but this is what I mean by this. When we get into this football game, if Georgia does take a lead, I don't think that's a time to take your foot off the pedal. I think that's, if anything, put your foot on their throat and end it. I know that's kind of kind of brutal to say and to hear, but that's the way I feel about this. This is a situation just like last week, Georgia and Ohio State. If Ohio State puts their throat on Georgia and they squeeze it down, Georgia does win that football game, but they let us continue to fight back, fight that adversity that we've been through earlier in the season, luckily, to get to that point. TCU's faced it all year long. They faced the haters. They faced the doubters. They faced the guys who said, you can't do it. You keep doing it week in and week out. You're not going to be able to continue that run. Well, guess what? They've continued that run. They are in the national championship, a team who was not as great last year, who was not in this conversation, who was not in even a college football playoff realm of a possibility last season, is now not only playing in the college football playoff, but they're playing for the national championship. They get to that final game. It's a dream season, Cinderella story season, whatever you want to call it, for TCU. But everybody keeps doubting them. Good thing is, Kirby does not. And I know that he's going to have this team on the field ready and prime, prime opportunity to come in here and get yourself a back-to-back national championship. Back-to-back national champions, something that has not been done in the college football playoff era since that began back in 2014. So it's very exciting for Georgia to be in this position. Uh, We as fans may look and go, okay, we got this. It's TCU. Those coaches, players, staff, everybody on that football team does not look at it that way. They look at a team who fights through adversity no matter who it is, no matter the situation. And I know the matchup. We're going to talk about it in a minute, some of these things that that Michigan did against them and some of the things Michigan did to themselves. You know, a lot of that can be beating yourself up, and Georgia can find themselves in that same position doing the same thing. But Georgia, to me, is a much better football team. The good thing is Kirby's got these guys ready. I saw a tweet, and I love this. Uh, Me and my boss actually talked about this, Hunter, and we're going to have him on hopefully here coming up in a couple of – maybe a couple of weeks, maybe next week. We'll see as timing goes, uh, just kind of looking back on the season. But one thing he he mentioned – Back the 2012 season when Georgia falls to Alabama in the, in the SEC championship game. Alabama goes to play Notre Dame. In that national championship game, Notre Dame's all hyped up, jumping around in the tunnel. Meanwhile, Alabama's sitting there just stern, ready. A little, little head nodding here and there, but they're ready to play football. And what happened on the field after that was exactly business. Alabama came there to handle their business, win a national championship. Notre Dame was just excited to be there. They enjoyed the moment. But when the moment came, they were not prepared for that. And reading something that I saw on Twitter yesterday that was TCU, when they arrived at the at the tarmac there at the airport, you know, they were excited. They had a DJ there playing music. People are taking pictures with the 2023 National Championship sign. All excited, and rightfully so. I'm not saying that you're not allowed to do that. Rightfully so. I'm glad. They got the opportunity to be here and, and be in the moment and enjoy that. Georgia, meanwhile, they show up on the tarmac. They get off the bus straight to the or get off the plane straight to the buses all business there's no music being played there's no excitement because the excitement comes from winning the national championship the excitement comes from winning the game that you have coming up and again i'm not knocking tcu when i say that because again live in the moment enjoy it who knows if they'll be back anytime soon probably so with this expansion coming up 
as they continue with Sonny Dykes, as he's done this first season with them, going from not that great of a football team last year, what were they, five and seven, something like that? If even that, they may have been a little better than that. I may be giving them a little less credit than uh, they deserve from last season. But this year, again, national championship. But Georgia showed up on the tarmac, all business ready to play. And again, a lot of that is derived from 2017 getting to that national championship. Georgia had a, a Cinderella season that year. And I've already made this reference that I kind of hope, I hate it for TCU, but I, hate, I, I hope this is a 2017 year for TCU. Georgia got to that national championship game. They played in the SEC championship game. Now, they won it, but they got thumped by Auburn earlier that season. So they took a loss. They took their lump. They went on and had to fight really hard to beat uh, Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl of the semifinal game that year in a huge game that took a lot, took some guys out, got to the national championship, had the hopes as high as they could possibly be before all of that came crumbling down. And, again, I hate to say it for TCU, but I hope they're having a 2017 Georgia where they're excited to be here, but they just don't quite have the gas in the end to be able to stick around with the dogs. Georgia is also defending national champions. And Kirby said it at the start of the season. This team has not won anything yet. This team has to prove it themselves. And week in and week out, Georgia has done that. They are 14-0. For the first time in school history, the possibility and the opportunity to be 15-0. Something that some other teams, even in the SEC, have not done. One of which is LSU that has done that. Win a perfect 15-0 back in the Joe Burrow 2019 season. One of the best football teams I've ever seen. I'm just going to be honest with you. This Georgia football team, we talked about it halfway through the season, looks like they could be better than the team from last year. By the end of this season, looking at it now, offensively, I feel like we still are. I feel like we still have pieces that have not come together. You know, A.D. Mitchell getting him back last week, that was huge. He proved that in the game, coming into the game, being able to make catches, being able to make plays, having that touchdown there at the end of the game where we finally take the lead against Ohio State. But there's still pieces missing on that offense. But offensively, it seems like we're really kind of on par by the end of the season by playing Ohio State in that semifinal game last week. seems like we're really on par offensively. But defensively, we've kind of started to take a step back the past couple of weeks. Again, giving up a lot of points to LSU, giving up a bunch to Ohio State. And credit to Ohio State. It's the last time I'll give them credit. We're going to move on from it. I did that enough last week. But they played their A-plus football game offensively against this Georgia defense. And don't think that TCU is not going to look at that. They're not going to look at what uh, – Missouri did. They're not going to look at what LSU did. They're going to take all of the film, all of everything that they can find, all of the weaknesses that you have on defense, all of that. They're going to take it and try to expose it week in and week out, while also on their own side, fulfilling their strengths offensively and defensively to try to win this football game. They're going to give you everything they have. And unless they just start to make mistakes and beat each other, you're going to get another A-plus effort off the team that's on the other side of the field across from you every snap. That's what's coming for TCU. But, again, I don't doubt that Georgia is prepared and ready for this. Coming off of this, they were here last year. They know what the business is to be handled. They know what they have to do to win this football game. They just have to come in and execute. And to me, the only reason that Georgia should lose this football game, just looking statistically, just looking at the game itself on, on paper, which is what you can do now. You can look at paper. You can look at film from the weeks past. But until you get on the field and play it, doesn't matter. But looking at it statistically, Georgia should win this football game. Statistically, looking at it again. But the game is not played on a computer. The game is not played on paper. It's played on a football field. That's what's going to happen Monday night. Looking at it, though. Georgia should win this game. The only reason they shouldn't 
It's not necessarily an A-plus effort from TCU. It's beating yourself and having a D and an F effort from your own football team. Georgia in the SEC championship game gave up 30 points to LSU. That was tough. That was tough on my defense to give up that many points. Then you turn around and you give up 41 to Ohio State. That is what that is. Okay, We get to move on. Georgia's defense has an opportunity to rebound, to bounce back, and to prove, hey, we had a couple of rough games there, but it's time to wipe that clean. It's time to wipe it clean and try to take care of business against this TCU football team. So the matchup at hand, this is what you got. Very similar. Some similarities this week. Last week there were a lot of similarities in Georgia and Ohio State. It was a very equal matchup. In the end, it's a one-point football game by the end. The way it should be based on statistics and the way things lined up was that football game. And again, I'm not going to keep going back to statistics, but just talking about it here, this is another situation where it should line up that way, but there are a couple of key differences on paper in Georgia and TCU, and that's what we're going to talk about. Points per game, fairly close, 41.1 for TCU, 39.4 uh, for Georgia. Points allowed, this is one of the biggest key differences. This is the defenses of these football teams. TCU giving up 25, whereas Georgia's only giving up 12.8 so far on the season. Now, that's still a tick above, again, Talking about last year in comparison to this year. Last year, you didn't see teams put 40 points on Georgia. You didn't see them put 30 points on Georgia. 20 points to a, uh, a Missouri team. So, his defense has given up a little bit more, but it's not much further off than it was last year at 12-8 so far on the season. And we're pretty much up par offensively with that 39-4. I think we were at 38-37 something by the end of the last season. But there's one of the key differences right there defensively, and we're going to get down to what it is defensively that is the biggest difference yardage-wise here in just a minute as well. Getting to the total yards, Georgia just a tick above at 494.9, TCU at 474, and Georgia getting most of their yards just as TCU does through the air, 293 compared to TCU's 269.6. Uh, so again, 30 yards is about the difference there. Not even that, 23 really is the biggest difference. Yardage on the ground, pretty equal. TCU actually runs fairly well on the ground. They have a good offensive line that helps them out with that. 204.5 for TCU. They've got the edge by about three yards in this one, 201.9 for Georgia. Then we get down to this, yards allowed per game. This is where the difference is in this football game. Just as points allowed per game, the yards allowed per game is going to reflect that uh, for the difference in Georgia and TCU. And this should be the difference in this football game is the defense of Georgia, if they can step up and 12.8 and points a game, if they look at that and say, let's keep it close, even if it's 20 points and we can score 21, that's all you got to do is win by one. But if you can hold this team down and limit their drives, limit their yardage limit, their points on the game, you win. That's all there is to it, and I think this will be the difference in the game. It's not necessarily Georgia being as potent on offense, which I still believe Georgia will do week in and week out, especially here lately. Georgia's offense has started to get things rolling. A little scary there in the first half against Ohio State, or really the third quarter as they kind of pulled away and we struggled. But fourth quarter Georgia football is not what it was in 2017. We talked about that years ago. It was 2017, fourth quarter, Georgia doesn't score for whatever reason, especially in these big games. Then you get to 2018, kind of similar. 2019, started to kind of get a little better. But by 2020 and then last year, that changed. Georgia defense, or offensively could score in the fourth quarter, could move the ball in the second half, and that is a big difference in how good Georgia has been and how Georgia has been able to put themselves in the positions that they've been in these past couple of weeks or past couple of years and that again getting back to the yards allowed here should be the difference in this football game georgia giving up 292.1 whereas 
TCU has given up 385.1. That's almost 100 yards difference in this football game. It's right at like 93, 97, something like that. Almost 100 yards difference in yards allowed for these defenses. Not too far off through the air, at least. 235.6 for TCU is what they're giving up. Georgia only giving up 215 through the air. Now you look at things on the ground. TCU gives up about 150 and a half yards per game, whereas Georgia only about 77. Now, I will give credit to TCU's offensive line, or excuse me, their defensive line. They make things very, very difficult for, for teams to run the football. They're still giving up 150 yards on the ground, but it's still difficult to score on Georgia's, or excuse me, to score on TCU's run game because their defense is pretty stout at stopping the run. Statistically, it doesn't show it there, but running these counters and, th and things of that nature, they become very difficult playing against this team. Their linebackers are huge, much, much larger. I was seeing something that uh, uh, Brooks Austin had posted, how their, their middle linebackers and it's interior linemen, they're much, much larger uh, than most of your standard you know, middle linebackers. So that's something that we'll kind of keep an eye on as we get into this football game because I do think that's going to make a difference as well. Um, but that's kind of the key differences as far as the matchups go in this football game defensively. If Georgia's defense shows up like they have most of this season, I'm not going to say all. We've had a few games, not so much. But if Georgia's defense shows up the way that they have most of this season, TCU does not stand a chance in this football game. Georgia cannot beat themselves. Cannot beat themselves. And that's where we'll kind of start to get to some of the keys to the game that I want to bring up here for you guys watching on YouTube. Again, make sure you subscribe over there. Hit that bell so you get a notification when we do put it up. But here it is, keys to the game. Offensively, ground and pound. Again, it's going to be difficult to get some of those yardage on that TCU front line. But I still believe that Georgia can establish the run game and we can ground and pound this thing out as well. Next, protecting the quarterback. we got to protect Stetson Bennett. There were times last week where he only got sacked a couple times in that football game, but giving him the time that he needs, especially like we did in the fourth quarter, to get our receivers open. There were multiple times where Stetson kind of tried to be the hero and had to throw it in really tight pockets. Occasionally he was successful in that, sometimes not so much. Uh, but protecting the quarterback, that's another big one uh, in this football game, and it's going to be this way uh, for a while until we can stop doing it. It's no turnovers offensively. That is how you start to beat yourself is, is fumbling the ball. We haven't done that in a couple weeks, knock on wood. Now that I said it, we will, I'm sure. But we get we got to protect the football. Protecting the football, that's a big one. Not throwing interceptions, Stetson Bennett. Not fumbling the ball for our running backs. If we do these things offensively, I think we're going to be okay. Ground and pound, protecting Stetson back there, and not having turnovers. Then defensively, got to have that sound tackling like we talked about last week. We did fairly well at this, open field tackles. When you get a guy wrapped up, take him down. Uh, when guys are breaking tackles like they did in that SEC championship game and a couple other games later into the season, we struggle. You know, yards after carry can become an issue, or yards after touch can become an issue, or contact is the word I was looking for, sorry, can become an issue if you're not taking guys down at the point of attack. And if you can do that, tackling and having that sound tackling, we're good to go. Also, defensively, we want to create the turnovers. We start to wreak havoc and create turnovers, whether it's fumbles, getting some interceptions ourselves, which we haven't done since that SEC championship game. So that's something that I want to see too. Let us get some of those uh, turnovers as well. Again, whether it's fumbles, whether it's interceptions, whatever it is, 
create the turnovers, wreak the havoc. You start to get the turnovers. You start to create good field position for yourself. Defense, defense starts to stand up, like I was saying, and you win this football game fairly easily. And we got to put pressure on the quarterback. Part of this, I, I, I was trying to debate, do I want to go with containing the quarterback or pressuring? I like the pressuring. Last week, we did the same thing. We pressured C.J. Stroud. Now, he got loose. He got loose, and, and Max Duggan can do the same thing. He is a hell of a football player, great quarterback back there, and he can use his legs to beat you, and he will attempt to use his legs to beat you. But if you pressure that pocket and flush him from the pocket, having another guy on the outside ready for that is a big difference in this football game. Pressuring him, getting sacks on the game, again, creating that havoc, and it also opens up opportunities for that. If you're pressuring him and he's not flushing a pocket and he's making a throw, that's where these turnovers can be created. That's where you start to wreak the havoc, whether he's fumbling it, whether he's trying to throw it into a tight pocket, makes a bad throw, makes a bad read, whatever it is. Get in his face. Get these big Georgia defenders in his face. Mistakes will happen. So pressure on the quarterback to last. So offensively, ground and pound, protecting Stetson back there, not having turnovers offensively. And then defensively, sound tackling. Got to create those turnovers and wreak havoc and pressuring Max Duggan back there. That is the difference in this football game. I think if we have all of these things go A-plus right, we don't beat ourselves, Georgia wins this football game fairly easily. And we'll see if that happens. You know, we've still got a lot of football to be played in this game. We've got a 60-minute football game. This game does not happen in in 10 minutes. If it happened in 10 minutes, we'd all be sitting back playing Madden or something at the house in, in five-minute quarters, and it'd be easy, but it's not. Uh, a lot of football has to be played. And we're going to see what happens. I don't really know what's going on my screen here, why it's jumping around. But anyway, a lot of football to be played. I'm excited for Georgia's opportunity to do this because, again, you have such a great opportunity to back-to-back it, something that hasn't been done in college football playoff era like we talked about earlier. So I'm excited for that. That's the keys to the game. I'm not doing a prediction. Last year I did not do a prediction for the national championship game. Turned out okay. So I'm not going to do it again this year. You guys feel free to put up your prediction or whatever it is. I think this is, you know, I'm just not I'm, I'm not going to get to it. I'm, I'm just not even going to put up a prediction on it. So I know it's short. I know it's sweet. I know it's simple. Georgia, get in there, handle your business, come back to Athens from L.A., a back-to-back national champion. I believe Georgia can do it. I think everybody listening and watching this knows it too. I'm excited for that. So looking forward to seeing what the dogs can do as we wrap up Another season. It's kind of hard to believe we are at the end of the season because that's where we are. It's over. After this, dogs on top. Hopefully, we coming home. Another national champion under the belt. It's exciting. It's bittersweet because after Monday night, all of a sudden we kind of sit back and go, man, we got a long time to wait for another season. And we do. But it is what it is. There's nothing that you can do about it other than play the football and enjoy it. And that's what we'll do. I'm excited to see Georgia do that against TCU coming up Monday night, 7.30 ESPN. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, at DogTalk20, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and we will check in with you guys after the dogs take down TCU for the second consecutive national championship for Georgia. Until then, go dogs. <laughs>